Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Sports Talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. What is going on, everyone? I can't believe it's actually opening day. It blows my mind. When you see all of the people tweeting about what the schedule is going to look like at all these major networks, and you got baseball this night, and all of these exhibition games for the NBA, while the NHL is starting to return with their exhibition games, it's overwhelming. It really is. I had NBA TV on all day yesterday, and I did flip back and forth with MLB Network to catch some West Coast games at night, just so I could dive into the feel of these games, and it's tremendous. I'm not going to lie to you. It's opening day. Say the words with me. It's opening day. Although the Phillies do not play until Friday night against the Marlins, you still get to see Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. Are you kidding me? That is a phenomenal matchup. It really is. I can't wait to dive in pitch by pitch. Not miss a damn swing of the bat. Pin my eyes open so I don't blink because I don't want to miss a damn thing. It's going to be such a phenomenal watch, and I can't wait. I just got to get through till that game. Now, look, I want to talk about that Mookie Betts contract because I think it's important, and it relates to what's going on with the Philadelphia Phillies, honestly, with that JT Real Muto contract. And it also has something to say about Bryce Harper's contract as well. But to be honest with you, if you look at it from a Dodgers perspective, it's a hell of a deal. You make that trade. You want to make sure you get someone like Mookie Betts for more than 60 games. There was a lot of talk about him wanting to test free agency while you shut that up. There's a lot to dive into when it comes to that and the Phillies in general as they start their season against the Marlins very soon. Before we dive into it, though, this episode of Sports Talk with Broads is sponsored by Orbit Energy and Power. With over 20 years of experience in the industry, they are home to your solar experts. Their solar program helps eliminate your electric bill completely. They offer flexible financing solutions such as $0 down. There's no risk and no need for investment. They also can provide water purification systems, backup energy services, tree removals, and more. Visit their information, which is in the description. So the thing about Mookie Betts' deal, there's some deferred money in play, and I saw Ken Rosenthal tweet this out, that 115 of the 365 is deferred. So when you look at the years 21 and 22, 
The hit is about 17.5, which is tremendous, no doubt, in terms of the luxury tax, right? I mean, teams are willing to spend. If they are willing to spend over that luxury tax, well, then it honestly doesn't matter. But they try and limit the luxury tax as much as possible. Getting Mookie Betts in the first couple seasons with that type of hit, well, yeah, you can do some damage and work around it, no doubt about it. It's a good move, and here's where it comes into play with the Phillies. There was speculation that because of COVID-19, that because these owners are losing out money when it comes to fans and revenue, that they would be tighter when it comes to spending money this offseason. They would keep their hands in their pockets. They wouldn't be as willing to write a big-time check. I still think that that's in play. This could be the outlier. This could be the one team that does it while everybody else is still somewhat handcuffed. It's the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers, and they just gave up so much for Mookie Betts. How are they supposed to sell to their fan base, hey, look, we made that trade, but we didn't know COVID-19 was going to happen, so we're just going to let Mookie Betts walk. Well, that's not ever going to happen, realistically. And that's different from JT Real Mucho. Because Mookie Betts is 27. Because Mookie Betts is not a catcher who's 30 years old with a lot of innings. With a lot of miles on the tires. And, just to be honest with you, I know JT Romuto is the best catcher in baseball, but that doesn't relate to what Mookie Betts provides from an offensive standpoint. The guy's a legitimate stud. That one year in Boston, what did he hit? 360? If not over that, yeah, it's unbelievable what he can provide. It's a different scenario because of the age, because of the position. That's the biggest reason we're having this conversation with JT. It's not about his skill. We all understand what he can do, but he's going to be 30. Now you got to talk about paying him $23 million per year, if not more, if he wants more than that. From ages 30 to what, 35, 36 at the catcher position? That's why this conversation's happening. It has nothing to do with his talent on the field. At this point, that's crucial. At this point, because two years down the road at this position, things can go the wrong way. And you've seen it with history of the sport when it comes to that position. There are a couple guys that stand out, but there's a bunch more that have not been able to make it through. And I've been on the record saying, look, I'm not spending that much money. With COVID-19 in play, I'm not spending that much money. Seeing that Mookie Betts deal, initially, I even tweeted this out, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Broads81. Uh-oh. Looks like the Dodgers are messing up the market. John Middleton, it's your move. And I also stated that now I'm a little bit more nervous about teams maybe spending in the offseason. Maybe teams are willing to do it. That was my initial reaction. Uh-oh. Maybe I'm more nervous about this JT Real Mucho contract. But the more time that went by, I really do believe that this is the Dodgers. This is the Dodgers doing what the Dodgers do. There's only a handful of teams that can do something like this. I don't think that around the league, everyone's going to be willing to spend an obnoxious amount of money just because the Dodgers did it. There's always those teams every year. Dodgers, Yankees, Boston. Maybe it won't stop them, but there's a lot of squads out there that are handcuffed. There's a lot of teams that don't make that type of money that can't go out there and make some sort of splash. What the Phillies are trying to do is pretty simple in my eyes. 
because of COVID-19, they don't expect JT Romuto to get the same type of offers. So they, they're going to let him test free agency at this point and see what the value is. They're still in play if he hits the free agency market. You can question if JT feels some type of way about the organization and doesn't want to go back to them after they went through this type of, not argument, but this type of back and forth. You can question that. But if the Phillies and John Middleton and Matt Klintak are willing to match other offers, well, then they're still in play for this thing. If they offer the most, they're still in play. But what if JT wants 23? Let's lay this scenario out for what the Phillies' mindset probably is. Or it it is, essentially. I mean, we kind of know what it is at this point. If JT goes in thinking he's going to get 23, and a team offers him 19, then the Phillies go 20. Well, then they're saving $3 million for the six years of the contract. They're saving $18 million. If he goes in there thinking he's going to get 23 and the, the best offer he gets is 17 and the Phillies say, hey, we'll give you 18, now you're saving $5 million per year for, say, five seasons or so. They can still totally match and go over, but I guess they're questioning what the market is for him right now at this specific time. There's only a handful of teams in play for someone like JT Realmuto, by the way. I saw some speculation that it could be the Yankees, but with Gary Sanchez, I find that hard to believe. You can question, maybe is it the Dodgers again? I mean, are the Dodgers going to make another splash? They're at the point now where they're all in on winning this championship, obviously. They keep getting close. They get closer and closer. You know, I mean, they get close. They get close. They get to the World Series. They fall. Obviously, last year was a disappointment for them, no doubt. But, you know, every single year with the Dodgers, it's they're going to go win the title that year. Are they in play for someone like JT? Realistically, there's only a handful of squads, but it only takes one team. It's a tough position to be in. I'm not knocking the Phillies with questioning a 30- to 36-year-old catcher, even if he is the best catcher in baseball. But here's another thing that somewhat scares me when it comes to free agency and letting him hit the market. This market kind of sucks. There's not many players out there that people are really willing to go out and grab now that Mookie Betts is off the table. George Springer's a name. DJ LeMay, who's a name. JT Realmuto is at the top of the list as the best players who are going to be an unrestricted free agent. So with that being said, if people are going for the best available, it depends on their catcher situation and how much money they have to spend, of course. But JT's at the top of the list of the UFAs. So teams are going to be at least interested. It would be different if, let's just throw out some crazy hypothetical. Mookie Betts is still on the table. Mike Trout, Price Harper, Manny. JT would fly under the radar in that scenario. But now in this season, in this year, this upcoming offseason, it's a totally different beast. I don't knock the Phillies' mindset of not wanting to spend that much money. I get it. A lot of fans go with the approach of, who cares? It's not my money, and I've been there before. But I've also seen this organization spend a lot of money on older players. I've seen them do it. And then we went through a stretch of the back end of all of those guys. If JT was 27, it's a different discussion. But he's not. Now, it depends. If they don't do it, they better have an alternative, right? I mean, that's how this goes. Don't do it. 
okay, what do you do from there? It can't be Andrew Knapp. Definitely can't be Andrew Knapp. I feel like they are going to do it. I really do. I feel like they are going to get him back. It just might not be smooth. It might not be easy, and they're signing and smiling. There's a game being played, and look, I don't knock it. I think he's a phenomenal baseball player. He does things that are tremendous. What he does defensively is elite. You can't run on the guy. You flat out can't run on this guy. But you can't just throw away the fact that you're going to sign him to something ridiculous, mid-$20 million, and he's hitting the back end of his career. You might like it now at this second. Three years down the road, you could be literally screaming at Matt Clintackle, why did he do that? You'd be screaming at him now for not doing it, and three years down the road saying, I can't believe he spent all that money on a catcher who was 30 to 36. You can fall, you can plummet, and then you're screwed. Here's the thing to factor in, though. There are players coming off of the books next season. So I know John Middleton speaks about the luxury tax, and he also wants to win. So I don't know if the two really correlate. But I do know that there's money coming off of the books that would free up some space to spend a little bit more dough. A Jake Arrieta contract, the one-year deal for D.D. Gregorius, and some others. And that D.D. contract's interesting. I asked the question, should they sneak in and sign him longer term? Give him a couple-year extension early. Then you don't have to worry about the shortstop position for a couple seasons. But that's another conversation for another day. I love the addition of D.D. Gregorius, and I've been on the record saying this before. I don't think we realize how good of a pickup that was until we see him out there and play. And because of COVID-19 and then the battle between the union and the the, um, owners, you didn't really speak about it because there were so many other issues going on. The season's not going to happen. It is going to happen. You don't think about D.D. Gregorius playing shortstop. But I digress of that conversation. This is a sticky situation. It's not easy. It would be different if I sat here today and said, man, they just have to do it. There's no other option. They have to do it. Look what they gave up. I get they gave up Sixto Sanchez and they gave up Jorge Alfaro, who I'm not that high on anyway. But do you make a mistake again because you made another mistake? Do two mistakes make it right? Just because you made a mistake and gave up six though and didn't resign, like you don't just re-sign someone because you did that. At one point, I was all in on the you have to get it done side, but with this type of money, I don't know. These owners are losing out on revenue. Is next year even going to be in play when it comes to fans? Are there going to be fans in the stadiums next year? Are they going to lose out on a whole season? Are they even going to have a way to? Uh, Come together, is there going to be a work stoppage, right? I mean, let's talk about that. Down the road, there's going to be a work stoppage. I think we all know that based off of the negotiations we just saw. It is a sticky situation, and I I do believe that they find a way to make it happen. I don't know if it's at the price tag that JT wants, but I do feel they find a way to make it happen. Now, I've been on the record as well saying with Bryce Harper, I don't like the way that he's been talking. I don't. You know, the JT Real Muto shirts, and then he's talking about you got to get this guy signed, and then he's talking about Spencer Howard, and he's very vocal, and I say stick to baseball and let management do the managing. 
stick to baseball, let upper management handle what they need to handle, right? And if you feel that way, I think that there should be an open-door policy to the point where Bryce goes in there, Matt, John, I'd love to have a talk with you. I think we should sign JT. This is why. This is why I feel this way. This is what he can provide for us, things like that. Look, I'm all for that type of conversation within organizations where you have this respect where it's like, hey, Bryce, you know, what would you like to talk about? Let's, let's have the conversation. The media stuff, though, I'm out on that. But he did say something that was interesting. He said that he thinks his contract is suitable to bring guys in here. That's why he lengthened it out. Hopefully, they can get the deal done. So, I wrote the quote down in first person as he said it. But um, he made a good point. The reason why his contract is the way it is, is because of that luxury tax. Is because of the AAV. The $25 million per year, it's totally giving the organization access to going out and spending money. That's the reason why they gave him more years so it won't be as much of a hit each season. You look at guys like Mike Trout. I wrote some of the the everyday players down, the starting pitchers at the top. They get an obnoxious amount, $30 million plus as well, but starting pitching is different than everyday guys. Mike Trout, 37 mil. Arenado, 35 mil. Manny, 32 mil. Cespedes, 30 mil. Pujols, 30 mil. Think about the difference in players, by the way, when I go to Bryce Harper and Cespedes and Pujols. The guy's cap hits 25 million compared to 30 million. That is ridiculous. That is a good move for the Phillies. And when you look at this whole thing, when you're going to look down the road, five years down the road, and you say, wow, Bryce Harper's cap hits only 25 mil, you'll be laughing. Okay, this contract was a snag for the Phillies as the years continue to go forward because these players are getting more and more and more money, as they should, right? As they should get more money because that's how the nature of sports goes. Although a global pandemic might have something to say about that and it might hit a stall at some point here. And that's why you're going to see less money go to some of these UFAs. And that's why I think the Dodgers was somewhat of the outlier. But the Bryce Harper contract, when you see all these new superstars hit the market, they're going to be getting 35 mil per year, 37 mil per year, 40 mil per year. And Bryce Harper's going to be sitting at 25 mil per year. And he does have a point here when he says the reason why they gave him those years is to make the AAV a smaller amount so then you can go out and spend more money. And I do support that logic. That is something that we said the day he signed, the day he signed in Philly and we all got pumped up, juiced up, screaming, freaking the hell out. Oh, Lord, we don't have to keep following John Heyman anymore. You hit the unfollow button because you didn't want to see all of his nonsense tweets every single day. That moment we stated, wow, look at that AAV. It's totally in play now to work around that when it comes to the luxury tax. So he has a point. I don't want him to speak so much when it comes to the media and this, but he's ha- he does have a point. It's not as easy as sign him right now, give him $23 million, make him the highest paid catcher ever, give him something more than Joe Maurer got. Remember Joe Maurer? Remember what happened there later? Buster Posey? But remember, Buster Posey, his age when he got the contract compared to JT Real Muto. I know it seems all great and dandy right now, but at that position, it only takes one year for it to go a different way. And with the whole DH thing, he's not a bad hitter. 
But with the Phillies, first off, the way the DH is utilized, it's not so much a set position anymore like it used to be. It's not a big poppy where he's in the lineup every single day kind of thing where it's, oh, yeah, he's your home run hitter. He'll do it on anybody. You know, it's not like that anymore. It's more of you're giving guys rest days throughout the field and they can still get their bats in. He's a good hitter for the catcher position. He's not some unbelievable hitter. He's a good hitter for the catcher position. Most teams do not get that type of production out of the catcher position. But ultimately, in terms of being a great hitter, he's not a great hitter. But for that position, he is. Overall, no. So when people talk about him just DHing later on, nah, I don't know. There's more to it than just that. More to it. Look, they're going to have to figure it out, right? I said if they don't keep him, then you better have a better alternative than Andrew Knapp. I'm not against JT Real Muto not being here. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's a lot of money at an older guy for an older player where that position typically falls apart. I'm not against it. You just better have a way better option than somebody like Andrew Knapp. If you don't sign JT Real Muto, you upgrade the catcher position to just average. Right now, they have the best catcher in baseball. If you get an average catcher who is just what is standard for the catcher position, and then you use that money that you would have spent on JT to get something else or to, to get a couple players, well, now it's a different scenario. But I also said, look, look at what's going on right now in the free agency. It's not like there is an obnoxious amount out there. It's not like there's a ton of insane talent out there now that Mookie Betts is off the table. There's still guys, don't get me wrong. Tough decision. My gut feeling says he'll be back. It might get sloppy, though. Might get a little ugly, but that's the business side. Hate it all you want. That's the business side. The one thing, though, that does bother me when it comes to the Phillies, we are a big city. We are a big team. We always talk about the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, spenders, the big money spenders. We should be the big money spenders. There's no doubt we should be the big money spenders. We should be in that conversation. People should be talking about, oh, well, hold on. The Phillies can go out and grab our guy in the offseason because they're big money spenders. It should be that way. The new TV revenue deal, it should be that way. And I'm talking before the whole COVID thing. The COVID thing plays a role. Because owners are going to be unwilling to spend. No fans, losing revenue, could possibly happen again next year. And keep in mind the back and forth that's about to happen. But I'm talking in terms of just when everything's normal kind of thing. That bothers me that they are not with the rest of the crew. All right, a little bit on the Phillies real quick. Wheeler had the baby. Kudos to him, right? That's phenomenal. Absolutely healthy baby. You got to love it. And he can start the first weekend. So it looks like we're going Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Vince Velasquez in the starting weekend against the Miami Marlins, and Jake Arrieta rolls over and will play in New York. Or is that? I think that game, it's a series where half of the game's in Philly and half of the games are in New York. Is that game in Philly or New York? I'm not sure exactly. But regardless, Jake Arrieta is playing the Yankees. Jake Arrieta just got lit up 
against the Phillies. They did an inter-squad game, and he got absolutely lit up early on. I've been down on Arietta for quite some time. I just don't think he has it anymore. I was so pumped up with that signing in the beginning, I don't think he has it anymore. You had Phil Gostin rocking a multi-hit game again. I mean, the guy's just electric. <laughs> Phil Gosselin, it's unbelievable. I make the jokes about it, but at this point, he just continues to do it. It's insanity. But with the starting rotation, Nola Wheeler, Vinny V, Jake Arietta, and then the fifth spot is kind of in play right now for Zach Eflin, but he was going through some back stiffness, so that's still being figured out. But that's big news. We know the weekend is going to have Zach Wheeler in it. That's exciting, and it's also exciting that he had his baby, no doubt about it. We've been hearing some speculation that the baby might come on that weekend, so that was you know, what people were concerned about in terms of him not being able to, to pitch the first weekend. It's big. You got to come out of the shoot hot. You got to come out quick. Guess what, though? Guess what? Today's opening day. Ew, are you kidding me? It sounds so beautiful coming out of my mouth. That was a good ew, by the way. Like, ew. That was a good ew. It's opening day. It's hard for me to even believe it. I need more coffee. So that is what I'm going to do. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. On JT Romuto, on the Mookie Betts deal, and on Bryce Harper's contract. I mean, he's got to be underpaid. As the years continue to go on, I'm talking more long-term than just, say, this season. And Because keep in mind, as I keep repeating myself, COVID's in play here. But in, in terms of these guys getting 35, 37, eventually it's going to be 40 down the road, I'm sure. You're going to be looking at Bryce Harper and say, 25, huh? Wow, Philly's got a snag. The Phillies got a snag. So I want to hear your thoughts on that, which you can comment down below on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or any podcasting platform, you can use the review system. Uh, I, I can't wait. I mean, I flat out can't wait for baseball, real baseball, and it's coming up on us. Once again, this episode of Sports Talk with Broads is sponsored by Orbit Energy and Power. Their solar program helps eliminate your electric bill completely. They offer flexible financing solutions such as $0 down. Thank you so much, and I will see you pretty damn soon to be breaking down baseball. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.